Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Mizzou Sports Podcast, presented by the Columbia Daily Tribune. Welcome to another Mizzou Sports Podcast. My name is Eric Blum, breaking down Mizzou Sports with you every week here on the show. Joining me, as always, is the regional sports editor for the Columbia Daily Tribune, Kevin Grayler. How are you doing on this Thursday, Kevin? Doing excellent. Glad to do this again. We are coming to you Thursday, the 12th of of December, obviously. Indeed. Uh, And what a kind of last week it's been. Uh, We'll start with, obviously, the big news from the Mizzou world and kind of go from there. Uh, Obviously, they hired Eli Drinkwitz, the former Appalachian State head coach, to replace Barry Odom. Uh, That happened officially on Tuesday morning uh, after being heavily speculated and reported by us and several other outlets. Uh, before then, that kind of all happened Sunday night, and we'll get into that story. But It's quite the process, but it's done, and... Really, start to finish, Jim Sterk and, and his coaching search only took a matter of... Nine days. Nine days. So, Kevin, it you were... like at, it was longer yeah. than that. Right. It, but it, it wasn't. That's how these things go. I mean, the last... I mean, I was thinking... I mean, it's, it's only been 16 days, being today, that the NCAA charges were uh, upheld. And that just seems bizarre. That was only two weeks plus ago. Like oh my, like the game against Georgia or like the game against uh, sorry Tennessee just seems like it was a millennium ago and that was November twenty third that was right before Thanksgiving I mean just we've that. had some breaking news since then yeah it's Mizzou on stayed, multiple occasions yes 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 Mizzou has stayed in the national headlines but let me start here with you Kevin you were at the press conference on Tuesday overall impressions of Eli Drinkwitz first impressions yeah good yeah um, you know I I think the introductory press conference as head coach, that would be hard to lose. But Eliah Drinkwitz won on his first day as Mizzou head coach. I think he came across very uh, confident, very charismatic, uh, very much wanting to instill this vision that he has for where he can bring this program going into the future. Um, You know, this guy has won everywhere that he has been. He really has had a meteoric type of rise through the college football coaching ranks to be 36 years old and a head coach in the Southeastern Conference is pretty impressive. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the flip side, th- this, is, this is new territory for Eliah, um, coming off of his one and only season ever leading a football program at Appalachian State, going 12-1, and winning the Sun Belt Conference. 
there's a lot that Mizzou football has to prove in the coming years, but in the same way, Eli Drinkwitz has a lot to prove that he can just continue to sustain this this winning momentum that he's had. Every team that he's been part of has been successful. Um, so I think you're looking at this intersection of Drinkwitz and Mizzou, and like I said in my column from that day, just the the gut feeling that I had is that this could be the perfect match. Well, in that sense, what do you define as a perfect match? I mean, being a perfect match, did opposites attract? Is it similar people? What do you define as that perfect match then? You know, I, I think very simply, Drinkwitz, for all the success that he's had, uh, for the great year that he had at App State, he is not a finished product. And, and, and in that very <laughs> same way, neither is Mizzou. Yeah. Um, you have Sturk who wants to um, elevate Mizzou into this into this standing nationally where it's top 25 year in year out you have an eager coach coming in lots of energy um you know trying to recapture that momentum that was lost in 2019 because we have to remember just two months ago this very missouri tigers team was ranked number 22 literally two months ago to the day was the homecoming game against Ole miss october 12th Two months from today was that game. And the talk was, well, who's going to hire Derek Dooley as the head coach? Because he was doing so well running the offense. And Barry was well into his first year of a contract extension. And here we are two months later where I'm not sure a single staff member is going to be retained after the firing of Barry Odom. So the fact that Tuesday happened with Drinkwitz being introduced as head coach, really just to step back and think about it. What a crazy whirlwind that we even got to that point. Yeah, it, it it has been a very roller coaster, divisive, turbulent, whatever you want to call it, very up and down kind of season for Mizzou. Uh, I mean, just from e- even the hiring of him is so on brand for this university. Of you mean it wasn't smooth? Uh, uh, not not that it wasn't smooth. It was just how quickly and how just out of the blue, just how. I, I, roller coaster drop how quickly it happened so maybe unpack that a little bit so okay, certainly so, i mean so short list of candidates that stirk had at first mm-hmm. uh Drinkwitz was not on that and he and, and Drinkwitz even no. made note of that you know that this just dropped this job came open but he was he wasn't contacted initially so he said okay yeah. just gonna keep grinding where he was so i can back this up even to last sunday so last Sunday is when I came out with my story of 15 names to keep an eye on. And I understand that the last five were kind of jokes and were kind of playing fun with having a long article like that. What were the longest odds that you put? As- a thousand to one being Gary Pinkle, which uh, we can get into a little bit more of the passing and of the vibes. He was in the South Enzyme facility this right. week. Right. I mean, but- Ryan Walters was also at the press conference because he's, he's a very upstanding, the form- soon, probably soon to be defensive, former defensive coordinator at the University of Missouri, was at the press conference introducing. Uh, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's, he's a great We'll see what happens with some of those staffers Uh-oh. for sure. But going back, I had been contacted by a couple sources. Here's kind of the short list that uh, Jim Strick wants. And I don't know the validity of that at this point. I, it sounded like a good list, but um, Elijah Drinkwitz was not on that list. And those were the top five names in my uh, article of Mike Norville, now the head coach at Florida State. Brian Harson, who's probably not going to leave for anything under like a $6 million contract from Boise State. He's got a good gig as it is. He's got a pretty damn good gig. Uh, Billy Napier, and I'll get into the point about him from Louisiana Lafayette in a minute. Uh, Jeff Monken from Army, who I'll also revisit in a minute. And then Jim Mora Jr., who is the out-of-the-box, connected Sturk Pac-12 kind of higher, West Coast kind of higher. Um, and then there was the secondary list, when it's kind of the smoke cleared, 
of there was reported names that were brought to the UM Board of Curators last Wednesday or last Thursday as we recorded this, like right after it happened, and Elijah Drinkus wasn't even on that list either. And Blake was, Anderson was, I think, the, the top reported name there, the Arkansas State coach. It was Blake Anderson, and there was some reports that Jim Sturkey actually offered him the job. Sturk denied that. Sturk denied that, vehemently denied that on Tuesday. We'll see if that where that kind of I think it's the, the, there's his side her side and the truth I think it's one of those maybe it's in the scenarios. middle somewhere yeah uh, also on the list was Jeff Monken also on the list was Skip Holtz from Louisiana Tech and then also on the list was one name I'm forgetting Willie Fritz from Tulane and then the uh, appropriate response I guess was kind of go uh, try again from the UM Board of Curators essentially like that's just not good enough so it looked like there was a bunch of just, well, where are we heading from here? Kind of Saturday morning. It's That's why we had you. Re- I'm pretty sure that's why you had me write that column. It's like that appeared in Sunday's paper of well, where it was it right on time because yeah. <laughs> all, all, all those questions were answered within about 24 hours of that Sunday print edition coming out. Right. And our computer kind of fritzes out. No, we're actually good. Never mind. Um, uh, as I was watching Mizzou Volleyball get ready to uh, end their season against Nebraska, watch that I was as I was getting ready to watch Missouri basketball. And we'll revisit that a little bit. We, later beat Temple in Philly. That was, that was a good win. Uh, Quality win. And the background, I'm kind of watching uh, football. It was championship Saturday. Watched LSU romp Georgia Ooh. and uh, Auburn's oh. championship game. Kind of to, I, I'm in a sense, watch Billy Napier. He's still a name that was out mm-hmm. there from Louisiana Lafayette to kind of see what his offense looked like, what kind of like looked like what he was running. And it turns out I should have been watching the other team. Should have been watching the other sideline, watching Elijah Drinkwitz. <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing is, it's how quickly he literally went from off the radar to hired in about 36 hours. Yeah. So, name first kind of appeared on my radar Saturday night. Yeah. As a potential this was guy. a done deal, evidently, by Sunday afternoon. Right. Uh, yeah. First appeared sun- Saturday night. Okay. This is kind of the second group of names that are out there. Sunday morning kind of appeared okay there's some more traction there by lunchtime sunday he was the front runner by dinner time he was hired and it was public knowledge like it was that quick it, it was done deal like i guess missouri saw something they must have loved and we could see some of the potential that was there on tuesday and they pounced incredibly quickly like it, it was nothing to everything within 36 hours now one unique aspect of just the the negotiation and and really sealing the deal was that three curators actually went to North Carolina with Sturk and, and with the Mizzou contingent. Um, can you kind of delve into a little bit of, of why that was? And I mean, certainly that's, that's not uh, something that, that always happens. Well, we touched on it a tiny bit before of when, when you have kind of a public outcry of, well, the board curators might not trust Sturk or whatever. I, I think that That'd be a concern if I was a lie drink, which like, am I among Am I going to have full support or am I, am I walking into, uh, yeah, <laughs> into some I mean, type of, uh, yeah. into warning, into some type of warning zone? At the end of the day, the, all of the list of names, and if you include a lie drink, in those four names, of those five people of Monken, Fritz, Holtz, Anderson, and Drinkwitz, the least experienced head coach is Drinkwitz. So it's like, if they're not good enough, what makes me good enough or in your eyes? I'm sure Eli Drinkwitz, even if Blake Anderson at Arkansas State's a competent guy, but there's that kind of pushback, that push and pull that's already out there. Or at least have that in the back of your mind. Of, so, yeah. Three, so I, I think if nothing yeah. else, that just kind of just help, helped assure Drinkwitz of, you know what, Missouri is, is for real about this mm-hmm. from uh, University of Missouri System President Monchoy to uh, MU Chancellor Alexander Cartwright to the curators, Jim Sturk, you know, all, all the way through. 
um, I, I think that really, even in your in your discussions with uh, with Eliah's wife Lindsay, I think that really carried lots of weight. The fact that the the the, the Missouri you know traveling salespeople really is what, what, what we'll call that crew. The traveling circus, yes. The traveling circus, I don't know. Instead uh, of Barnum and Bailey, we'll call it Sturkin, uh, Sturkin Cartwright, yeah. They literally made clear that they were not going to get back on that plane for Columbia Unless until they had Elia yeah. and his family with them. And and although I think the Drinkwitz family not named Elia Drinkwitz might have flown back to North Carolina to kind of tie up loose ends and finish school with their four daughters and all things like that, Elia's been on the road recruiting 100% of the time, basically since Tuesday. Yeah, in Tennessee on his, his first full day. And then he's in St. Louis this morning. He's already popped up at Lutheran North, where Antonio Doyle goes to school, and popped up at Kirkwood, where a guy by the name of Jerry, Jeremy Macklin, you might have heard of before, yeah, I think, I think coaches, I have, yeah. but his cousin... Uh, Jay Macklin's a 2020 commit, so yeah. And Jay Macklin is, is he has he has come out and said that he's 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 staying put. He's keeping his commitment here. But when when Barry was the head coach, Jay Macklin was one of those guys, kind of like Jack Buford was last year, of openly recruiting his who he wants to be his college teammates, and they was very open about that. When Odom was here, I think that's only that's that, that hasn't changed much now with Drinkwitz here. He's, I mean, he's one of those kids that, along with I'd say both Columbia commits, Will Norris and Jalen Logan Redding, that were that, that I'm sure they had great relationships with relationships with Coach Odom, but they're coming here because it's Mizzou. They're coming here not because of one person, because it's a it's it, they already bleed the black and gold in a sense. So th- I think that's already coming, and I think there's somewhere between 12 to 15 names of recruits of prospective or already committed guys are going to be in Columbia this weekend to visit with each other and Coach Drinkwitz and all that. So, yeah, and and, and yes, as you mentioned earlier, uh, I did talk with probably about 10, 15 minutes with uh, Eli's wife, Lindsay. Uh, it was really fun to talk to and kind of broke down about from her perspective how everything kind of happened of, well, you know, they were invested seeing their daughter in the Nutcracker, the ballet, and it's Saturday night, so I mean Saturday that, that timeline then, is yeah, really yes. something. Saturday night and then a Sunday matinee. It was Saturday afternoon for the Sun Belt Championship. It was it was Saturday afternoon from the Sun Belt Championship. Went right from there to the Nutcracker, and then Elijah Drinkwitz left that play early or ballet early to go visit with Missouri. Went home to visit with his family. They were meeting again Sunday morning, and then he went to get to go see the full thing with his daughter. And he started to finish the matinee, it, yeah. the matinee show the next day, and then. Things intensif- uh, intensified after that, and then they were on a plane Monday, and he was introduced on Tuesday. First of all, props to Eliah for making that Nutcracker Saturday night. Absolutely. I've never seen that play. I don't, I've never seen a ballet. I mean, that, that, that shows thing. you a level of, of commitment to his family. Um, that I mean, you, you can you can really just see through. I mean, I mean so often I think, um, and we, we can even call our, our, put this on ourselves as the media. You, you look at this head coach and think, you know, he's got to be he's got to be recruiting. He's got to be he's got to be like out out doing practice. He's got to be doing this that whatever working twenty four hour days. That's not possible, and that's not healthy. And and mm-hmm. to to think on the very day that he led Appalachian State to a conference championship, he goes to seven o'clock Nutcracker. It's it's simple but profound, and I think it tells you a little bit about him. Yeah, I. I, I completely agree there. I mean, I didn't get the chance to talk to him for too long being myself. I was kind of running around interviewing a bunch of people on Tuesday. You kind of handled uh, the Cartwright responsibilities. Uh, sorry, the Sturk responsibilities and the uh, Drinkwitz responsibilities when I was kind of running around interviewing yeah. anybody and who's everybody who? else. I mean, man, yeah. Pinkle was there and, and yeah. really a show of support from Gary Pinkle. Yeah. Uh, Gary Pinkle was there. Mike Alden was there. Conzo Martin was there. Brick Haley, who was the interim head coach and the associate senior head coach under uh, under Barry Odom, was there. 
Uh, Ryan Walters is there, as I mentioned. About a dozen players were there, and a lot of fans. I thought actually a good crowd showed up yeah, for a good crowd. Uh, what a Mizzou hire would be. I thought it was going to be a lot less than that, to be honest with you. But it was a, actually a good crowd showed up on hand. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of all that's new. I mean, I, what I mean, and Ke- I, I can ask Kevin this because he asked a question at the press conference, and I wanted to wait until kind of the breakout sessions, a more personalized one-on-one, to ask all my questions, but. Kevin kind of asked the question, asked a question at the press conference. I think that was one of the main sound bites coming out of Tuesday. Is the the question you asked? If you want to get into kind of where you came from asking that question and what his answer was to you. I mean, it was it was kind of just a, a direct question. I mean, there's, there's all this talk about um, you know where Mizzou leadership envisions this program being, um, but when you think about just the the immediate challenges that Drinkwitz is going to face with the NCAA sanctions. Uh, with with a team that really just had a frustrating finish from, you know, a six and six year, um, he's coming in um, first year in a new place. I said, you know, what 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 is a real a real realistic expectation uh, that you have for your first season at Mizzou as far as how that turns out? What would you view as a step forward? And his answer was, and his answer was, and I will quote, drumroll please. Well, I don't live in realistic expectations. I shoot for the moon. Realistic, unrealistic, I don't know what that is. I know the realistic goal is that we're going to compete every single day to be better today than we were yesterday. Hmm. That is, that is very coach speak. That is very soundbitey. But if you're a Mizzou fan, I think you would like that answer. I shoot for the moon. The words of the new Mizzou head football coach. And, and why not? Good night, Moon. No, 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 no. Children's story. No, no, no. And anyway, uh, but yeah, why not? Why? I guess why not? But and and, and there was there there was more to his answer than that. Yeah. I think you know I really appreciated the way that, that he did uh, open up. At first, he kind of looked and said, "Well, you know," but it's just, it's just it was just an honest question of you know this is this is going to be something that takes time, and I think everybody understands that. Uh, but so often in college football, there 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 isn't that much time given for Barry Odom it was four years and year four didn't go well a six and six 500 record and he's he is now looking for another job which we probably should touch on we will um yeah. you know he, he certainly will find his next uh situation and, and I think Barry will be all right but um you know that Stirk said something interesting that you know there really is no set timeline for Drinkwitz uh and as far as uh, you know, how, how many wins in the first season versus you know, you know, is, is, is it an expectation to go to a bowl game? I mean, yeah, I, I think everybody would say every season that should be the expectation. I think Arkansas expects to go to a bowl game next year, even though that's there's a zero percent chance that happens. Um, but, but, but getting getting but, on. But honestly, for this program, um, the expectations, at least coming down from from campus leadership and and I think from the fan base too, uh, the expectations never have been any higher, um, and that. Six and six doesn't cut it anymore. That message was made loud and clear. Uh, there, there have been years. If you look at the hall, where getting that win number six, maybe it would be it would be viewed much different than it was in 2019. Yeah, um, six and six was seen as incredibly disappointing with that filet mignon of their schedule. So this this question that I asked Drinkwitz, I, I you know I I didn't expect a real answer, but I did appreciate uh, him just it kind of put on a platter from hey you know what you want to just. Uh, you want to you want to take a swing at this question and and he did. I, I don't live in real ex, in re, live in realistic expectations. I shoot for the moon. I think you're kind of selling yourself short there, Kevin, because saying you didn't expect an answer, there's no reason to ask that question at a press conference. I think that you 
ask that question because it's on a lot of fans' minds. And not only does Eli deserve no, what I mean by that, that is I don't think he's going to say, you know what, I think we got to win seven. I think we got to win seven games, and that would be okay. Uh, you weren't expecting a direct answer. I wasn't expecting a okay, direct answer. I, I was. Ex- I was. Ex- I asked the question with with the hope and what and into, into how he views success and what his goals are for Mizzou football. Um, and I tried to ask it in a short way mm-hmm. that he could he could really kind of take it in, in multiple different directions. Um, but I think so often we talk and often, uh, you know, the best questions are what get the best responses. And I, I'm very glad that uh, he was willing to respond to that one. And, and he uh, he shared a little bit about just his uh, his perspective. Yeah, it, it crossed my mind a couple times on Tuesday, just like this. This It was almost like a parade or a celebration more so than a regular press conference to me. And it's like. Yeah, not, not every press conference it, is like that. Yeah, I think that, and it was, that that would be uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a misconception if yeah. that, if that's out there. And 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 it's not like things were bad under Odom or that Odom was that not respected. It just it just seemed like wow, they're really rolling out the red carpet for this guy when maybe Odom didn't get that support. And part of me really likes Barry Odom and likes the relationship we built with him, but it's also kind of easy to see how there's a little bit more. For lack of a better word, momentum behind what Eli Drinkwitz can kind of do at Mizzou, not only just because his bosses maybe trust him more or his track record's a little better than Barry Odom's, he's already been a head coach or whatever it may be. I think it just maybe is sometimes it isn't the right fit for two people. You know, Odom can be the greatest coach in the world, but maybe he doesn't work here right now at Missouri. Like, I think Wayne Gretzky was a coach for the Phoenix Coyotes and they were terrible. He was a, he's the maybe the greatest athlete of all time. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm standing. But yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Eli Drinkwitz in a few. But uh, Kevin, just kind of asking you, kind of here as a final kind of thought for now on this is what's my real expectation for 2020? Yes. How many wins? To your question. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't have a great answer for that either. But though, I mean, I I don't think I, I wouldn't have an answer as good as what Drinkwitz gave. Um, but uh, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. You're fine. I, I wanted to answer because I've I've said in the past. I think. Based on what Barry did, Eli has to win nine games by the end of his third season, or it's a waste. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. You yeah, know? yeah, and, and that brings some definition. I, I I do think you have to look at it. Um, you know, and, and some of some of his 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 responses. You know, we say we're going to be better today than yesterday. I think you got to look at it um, as a body of work, and, and I think this is something with with Odom. If you, you look at it every year that he had been here until 2019, there had been you could look and say, you know what, there have been marks of progress. Mm-hmm. And this year was a regression. I think the big thing with Drinkwitz going forward is that is that the 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 level of success that Mizzou has in 2020 is only built upon and made stronger in 2021, yeah. and so on and so forth. So nine wins by 2022 would be my expectation of how I was a Mizzou fan. I I think um, I mean for starters, let's, let, how about a winning season in year one? Okay. That would that would take him to a bowl, and that'd be better than Barry did this year. Technically, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're looking at uh, you know, if you're, if you're talking about just just plain and simply step forward, that would be it. Okay, all right. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about the coaching carousel and all that when we come back on the other side, and you'll hear Kevin talk about our local sponsors here in a minute. But before that, the Mizzou Sports Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand breaded chicken and fresh made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today, or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. The Zaxby's location in Columbia is located right off of Stadium Drive and North 63. And without further ado, here is our local sponsors from Kevin. 
would like to thank our sponsors for the Missouri Sports Podcast. University of Missouri Healthcare. University of Missouri Healthcare is proud to be the official sponsor of MU Athletics. Blue Events. Let Blue create your perfect event. Their passion for food, service, and presentation ensures that you will have a seamless and memorable event, no matter the size. They will work with you to bring your vision to life. Phyllis Nichols, State Farm Insurance. There when things go wrong, here to help life go right. And now back to our podcast. And welcome back to the Mizzou Sports Podcast. We're actually in real time of recording this today. We have a tiny bit of breaking news. Uh, we told you that Eli Drinkwitz is going to start to form his staff, and we have the first two editions earlier today. Uh, he announced the first assistant, but just in real time, we have Eric Link hired as the special teams coordinator. Kevin? Yeah, Eric Link, um, really quite the extensive uh, history uh, with Drinkwitz. Um these two were uh, were quality control assistants together in 2010 uh, when Auburn won uh, the national championship. Uh, but they uh, they were together this past season at App State. Uh, Link served under Drinkwitz as special teams coordinator for the Mountaineers, and uh, and just was looking at the numbers: seven blocked kicks for App State this season, most in the country. Um, I don't think Missouri blocked a kick the entire season. But one thing that Drinkwitz <laughs> made clear on his first day in his in his introductory press conference was special teams uh, would be, and I quote this, the heartbeat of the program. The best players will play on special teams is what he said. Um, and, and now he's brought along a coach who is going to, uh, to really lead that effort. And um, from what Drinkwitz said Tuesday, um, you know, the, the, the special teams coordinator, which is a relatively new position, um, at least Hill, for Missouri. Andy, Hill, Andy yeah. Hill has done that the past couple yeah. of years. But before that, I don't think mm-hmm. MU had ever had somebody in that exact role. Um, he's going to be over all six special teams units, just, just over the execution and the game planning, all of that. Um, so we'll look for uh, for what Link can do. He Link was, uh, was also at Louisiana Tech. That was 2018. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what we got for special teams, and that's just been confirmed here in, in, in the past, past few minutes. minutes. And then uh, earlier this morning, Charlie Harbison was hired as this, the associate head coach and will have an assistant coaching role on the defense, possibly defensive coordinator, but I think that, that might be reserved for somebody else. Backs. I think defensive backs is kind of where he's going to be, because that's what he coached last year at Appalachian State. I mean, Harbison's been everywhere. I mean, he he's, I think, had so many different jobs but most notably LSU for a little while he was the defensive backs coach on the Arizona Cardinals for the last two years uh he was at Alabama at a time Auburn at a time I think he was on that exact staff that everybody talked about the 2010 staff uh he's also been at Clemson for a little while so definitely a good hire uh at least on paper it seems like they're uh kind of filling out his staff so first two guys that Drinkwitz brings into Mizzou both from App State. Connections from App State. And the one guy I'm kind of looking at is, does, does Ted Roof come with him as the D.C.? Because we know he's going to serve as his own offensive coordinator. That's at least what he said. He'll be the primary. Drinkwitz is going to be the primary play caller and his own offensive coordinator. Therefore, Derek Dooley will not be retained. Uh, at least so we would have I, to imagine. I mean, he was one way out the door after the Memphis game anyway. Sorry, uh, Tennessee game anyway. But, uh, yeah, just but with that said... Uh, looks like more and more signs are kind of pointing to a kind of clean break here of a whole new staff from Missouri. But with that said, um, 
Brad Davis has already gone to Arkansas as the offensive line coach there. Uh, under Sam Pittman. Under Sam Pittman, Ole Miss hired Lane Kiffin, which I thought actually might happen to Missouri uh, for a little while. But um, the status of Barry Odom is kind of up in the air. I mean, it looks like kind of one of two places is kind of where he's going to end up right now. Either if uh, Memphis does not hire their interim head coach on a full-time basis, uh, Ryan Silverfield, who was on their staff under Mike Norvell, uh, is, might be interviewed today according to the Memphis Commercial Appeal for the permanent job. If Barry doesn't land that, he might be Arkansas's new D.C., might might be staying in the conference, and that would be kind of good. I mean, the, from covering Barry, the one thing that kind of seemed to motivate him more than anything else is telling Barry he can't do something really set a fire under him that he had to do it. That didn't really work too well at the end of this season, but that's kind of where his motivation comes from. I mean, if he comes in and goes to Arkansas, the, any person doesn't believe Missouri-Arkansas is a rivalry, myself included. Hey, it would become one then. The Battle Line rivalry uh, uh, sponsored by Shelter Insurance. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I heard that so many times. Oh my god! I have to say the full thing. Uh, but the battle on Ravelli, sponsored by Shelter Insurance, was—I uh, mean, that's that would go out the window. Barry coming back to Columbia in his first year. Actually, they got games in Kansas City in 2020, but facing it, facing his old alma mater in in his in, in in that state within a year of being fired. Woo! That would be something. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where the coaching carousel stands now. Uh, we'll bring you any more updates we're, on. We're almost off of it. You know, we've been riding it uh, with our coverage. and College football is not off of it. Missouri is almost off yeah, of it. And I, yeah, we, 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 as in uh, here at the Tribune covering Mizzou Athletics, we're kind of, uh, it's been quite the stretch, but uh, here we are. Here we are, and we'll hopefully bring you more on Drinkwitz as uh, time goes by. But uh, yeah, let's touch. We're going to touch on a little bit of basketball here and volleyball before we uh, send you off uh, and from listening to this episode. But Missouri men's basketball last Saturday actually defeated Temple at Temple. Uh, what four days after losing to Charleston Southern at home? So they're five and four right now. Their next game is against Southern Illinois on Sunday at home. Looks to be possibly six and four going into bragging rights on the 21st this not next Saturday. So, yeah, that's kind of where they stand right now. Really solid win on the road at Temple. Yeah. 64-54. You know, that that night with a loss would have dropped Mizzou under 500 at 4-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Now they're 5-4. and four. You got to expect a win Sunday. No, nothing's for granted. And then you go into bragging rights 6-4, and four, like you said. Um, just l- looking back at that uh, that Temple game, uh, Javon Pickett oh, coming off the coming bench. off the bench to lead the Tigers in scoring with 16. Um, really, kind of a, a show out type of night for him, um, and and Mizzou really needed it for sure, for sure. And and the thing that occurred to me is like Temple had looked really great to that point in the season. I mean, only had lost to Maryland, only lost to previously undefeated Maryland, and they hung with the Terps for that entire game, and then Missouri kind of romped them. It just, it just that's college basketball for you, and I mean, I mean, Illinois defeated Mich- number five Michigan last night, so kind of a really odd bragging rights team where it's peaks and valleys. So much yeah. for both teams heading to that matchup in St. Louis next Saturday. It's going to be really interesting. It's be a fun one. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, and then volleyball season did unfortunately end at number five Nebraska for the second straight season at nationally ranked Nebraska. Uh, they dominated Northern Iowa. That match was never close in the it first wasn't round. Competitive, no. And then they. Took the first set from Nebraska, but then Nebraska showed why they're a favorite to win the national title. There's a reason they're number five in the nation. Mizzou didn't do anything technically wrong. Mizzou nearly won that third set that went 32-30. Yeah, and that and that, and that really, killed. That swayed everything there. And from there, 
uh, they that's tough to come back. It's tough from. to come oh, back gosh. from that. Yeah, and so very first promising season under uh, uh, Josh Taylor and Molly Taylor. Uh, they're retaining basically most of their good yeah. big pieces. I mean, Riley sensed their uh, defensive specialist is the only kind of starter that's leaving. Kyle uh, Berg, Lekator Member Mene, Andrea Fuentes, Dariana Hollingsworth Santana are all coming back. So very, look, things look promising for 2020 uh, for them to continue the NCAA streak and hopefully have a full year under jo- Mosh, and, Mosh and Jolly. Listen to me, Josh and Molly. Uh, <laughs> we'll give them some nicknames. Yeah, we're getting to the end of this episode and we're just, whew, I mean, this has been a, a limited sleep, hard work kind of three weeks coming to the end of this period here. Hopefully you and I can get some sleep and we'll uh, get things back on uh, normal track with a guest next week for the Mizzou Sports Podcast and go from there. So uh, unless there's anything else you want to add, thanks for listening to this week's episode and uh, Kevin, why don't you give us the outro? For the Mizzou Sports Podcast, until next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.